Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. be with you. Let us pray. Grant us, O Lord, 
not to mind earthly things, but to love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing away, to cleave to those that shall abide. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. reading from Amos. Hear this, you who trample upon the needy and bring the poor of the land to an end, saying, When will the new moon be over that we may sell grain and the Sabbath that we may offer wheat for sale that we may make the ephah small and the shekel great? and deal deceitfully with the false balances, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, and sell the refuge of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will never forget any of their deeds. Here ends the reading. A reading from 1 Timothy. First of all, then, I urge that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all men, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may, be, we may lead a quiet and peaceful life, godly and respectful in every way. 
This is good, and it is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony of which was born at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am telling the truth, I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. The word of the Lord. be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to the disciples, there was a rich man who had a steward and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. He called him and said to him, what is this I hear about you? Turn in the account of your stewardship for you can no longer be steward. And the steward said to himself, What shall I do since my master is taking the stewardship away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that people may receive me into their houses when I am put out of the stewardship. So, summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said, A hundred measures of oil. He said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? He said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. The master commended the dishonest steward for his shrewdness, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourself by means of unrighteous mammon, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal habitations. He who is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And he who is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The master commended the dishonest steward for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, if we remember back to last week's gospel reading, we read where Jesus was sitting at dinner, at table, with sinners and tax collectors, and the Pharisees were trying very hard to discredit Jesus. So in the face of these accusations and charges by the Pharisees to try to discredit him, Jesus tells three parables to get back at the Pharisees about the mercy, about mercy in the kingdom of God. If you remember, he told about the lost sheep and the lost coin, and we talked about the prodigal son. Now, the sometimes confusing parable we hear this morning is within that larger discussion at the table, at dinner, and Jesus aims it sharply and directly at the Pharisees. Jesus takes this sharp aim at the Pharisees and is critical, very critical of their lack of focus He is critical of their laziness, and he is critical of their wasting of heavenly gifts. Those gifts, financial, charismatic, and religious. We have to remember that Jesus has his face set to go to Jerusalem and die and be lifted up on the cross. So this parable, in this context, also serves as a gut check, as a conscious check for us, his followers. Now to understand what this parable means, we must remember... A very basic tenet of faith. God became man in Jesus Christ to save the world. And to save the world, Jesus also had to show the world that it needed saving. So Jesus came to save the world, but in doing so, he had to show the world that they needed a savior. Now this showing that the world needs saving did not sit at all well with everyone. Especially the Pharisees who were trying to discredit him. It enraged them. Jesus' face and mind and heart set towards the cross, not on earthly things, but on heavenly things. Now Jesus asks, demands the same dedication of us, that we pledge loyalty and allegiance to him and the cause of God's kingdom, and that we forego the things of this world. And so we get a caution this morning after hearing of the work of the dishonest steward. The sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light, their harder workers. Jesus is pointing out to us that the Pharisee, we ourselves perhaps, expend a great deal more effort and energy and creativity and imagination on worldly things, fleeting things, our collect of the day says. We spend much more energy on worldly things that pass away than on eternal and lasting things. Jesus accuses or states that there are some lazy and careless disciples. There are people who are lazy in their practice of religion. So with the telling of this parable, Jesus forces us to ask a difficult question. He wants us to hear this parable and react to it. And from that reaction to question ourselves. And questions are something like these. How much time do we spend 
on heavenly things as opposed to earthly or worldly things? Are we the lazy and careless disciples? Jesus forces us to think about how much time we invest in our career, in our hobbies, in our other activities as compared to how much time we give to the practice of our faith, to our prayer life, to worship of Almighty God, and to acts of charity. If we were to hold those things in a balance, which would be heavier? For the sad reality is that there are many people who spend untold hours on things that only pertain to passing or worldly things and spend less than the bare minimum on eternal things. They are shrewd and cunning and imaginative and dedicated and hardworking and spend tremendous amounts of energy getting ahead in this world but can't be bothered at all with the things of God. Now, I know the reality all too well that everyone is busy past the point of sanity. I'm a den parent, coach two soccer teams, have three kids. I realize that we are, most of us, overworked and overdedicated to this thing or that thing. But whether we wish it or not, the question Jesus puts before us today is of eternal importance. And it must be addressed. The question Jesus puts before us this morning will be asked of us on another day. That day of our judgment. And so now is a much better time to contemplate this than when we stand before the judgment seat. Now, Jesus fully knows how difficult what he asks is, which is why he is so stark and demanding in this passage. Wake up. He realizes fully and completely the effects of money. How much the world demands. Jesus understands how hard it is to get ahead. He fully and completely realizes that money can and does draw us away from that which is good and merciful. Jesus knows that money and wealth, mammon, and the pursuit thereof tempts us away from God and our eternal home. This morning's passage ends thusly. No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and money. So if we were to glean or squeeze out instructions from this passage to help us in our quest to gain heaven, in our quest to live a good Christian life, we have to look at our priorities. The way we measure out our time. Do we spend ample time and effort and energy and creativity on heavenly things? Are we as shrewd and dedicated, as hardworking in our dealings with the kingdom of God as we are in our dealings with the earthly kingdoms? Is our highest priority God and the worship of God? Do we spend our time helping others, sharing the good news of God and Jesus Christ with the world? Or are these things secondary to other interests and activities? Things we might do when nothing else better comes along. Things we might do when it's convenient for us. Do we see money as a gift from God and a gift to be returned by faithful giving and sharing with those less fortunate? Do we see money as a gift that is given through the church towards the work of God? Or is our highest calling and purpose money? Wealth and prosperity as an end in and of itself. Do we worry? 
Do we do more about our relationship with God or do we worry more about money? I'll say that again. Do we worry more about offending God or do we worry more about having money? Do we serve God or mammon? Do we serve God or money? It's a very difficult gospel this morning. I stand condemned as well. We have been asked to pledge an unfeigned loyalty to God Almighty through Jesus Christ and to serve only God. We have been asked to work harder to win heaven than any other undertaking in our lives. We've been asked to work harder, be more creative, use more energy and intellect on serving God and winning heaven than anything else. We have been warned not to serve money, but rather to use money as a means of easing the suffering of the poor, to help the needy, and to further God's kingdom. We have been told very bluntly to put God first because God is all that matters in the end. But if you're here this morning, be strong and of good courage. You're on the right track. You're here. If you're struggling with the answers to these questions, as I am, there is every reason to hope. For in being here and being willing to entertain these questions... I think it might surprise you how easy it is to serve God and use money to God's glory and not as a means to an end in and of itself. But nonetheless, we all owe it to ourselves to ask these hard questions, to interact with this gospel, to evaluate our lives, to see if we really and truly put God first and serve only Him. You, me, we are responsible for what we believe and our beliefs are shown through our actions we are responsible for what we believe and our beliefs are shown through our actions and for those beliefs and for those actions we all will one day answer serving mammon serving money in the pursuit of wealth will get you nowhere in eternity serve the Lord only be fed by God's love and by God's mercy and by God's kindness. Use what you have been given to the greater glory of God and not as an end unto itself. Choose this day, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, to be a friend of God and a champion to his kingdom. Serve God, not mammon. Be a shrewd and a cunning and an imaginative and an energetic servant of the Lord. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let's affirm our faith in God and in his holy church. We believe in one God, the Father.
Kneeling, let us pray. With all our hearts and with all our minds, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For our bishop and for all the clergy and the people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For our president and for the leaders of the nation and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For this city and for every city and community, And for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the good earth which God has given us and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, let us pray to the Lord. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and the orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, especially Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, Rodney Beach, Gina Bedzingo, Mike Blanton, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Dan Bueller, Luca Seraldo, Dolores Clark, Beth Cleaver, Susie Dearman, Braxton Dickerson, Jody Miles, Dickerson, Mary Dickerson, Judith Height. Aaron Hill, Fred Holmes, Emily Lauren Ishii, Lamenta Avenel, Leroy Jensen, Steve Kitchens, Kaylin Lambert, Jill and Pat Lynch, Mary Lou Light, Mary Mansfield, Patrick McAllister, Dunn McLaughlin, Randolph McLaughlin, Michael Mitchell, Michael Myrick, Haley Pearson, Carol Prevost, Nita McRae, Joy Roberts, Larry Socher, Diane Scott, Joel Scott, Jennifer Scully, Steve Shepard, Will Sherrill and family, Tony Stiles, Henry Temple, Carrie Valentine, Rayma Walters, Nettie and Gary West, Donna and Milton Wheeler, and Kenny Widener. For your handmaids with child, especially John Blake, Jane Blake, Mary Ellen Stansel, Elizabeth Tosh, and for those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Jim Sierra, Sandy Creel, here's again, Sarah Sensing, Marge West, Lindsay Williams, and for those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Hillary and Michael Burris, and Chris and Geoff Gallagher. The tech protection of men and women of the armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Lisa Balthazar, John Brewer, Michael Buther, Mark Carter, Will Chancellor, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jane Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamillo, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Joe Vinson, James Warner, Mark Waters, and Wyatt Welch. Let us pray to the Lord. 
for the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives and all who remember and care for them. Let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, especially Evangeline and John Lynch, and for all the departed, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. That we may end our lives in faith and hope without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. In the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John our patron, and all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another in all our life to Christ our God. To thee, O Lord, our God. O blessed Jesus, who hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, and hast consecrated us in baptism to be temples of the Holy Ghost, make us, we beseech thee, both in body and soul, meet for thy dwelling place, that our hearts may be houses of prayer and praise, of pure desires and holy thoughts of thee, whose we are and whom we serve, and to whom be the glory now and forevermore. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, comfort and strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in everlasting life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to, to uh, St. John's on this uh, cooler fall morning. It's good to see you all here. Uh, I do want to uh, to update you on a few things that are going on. Uh, this week, is uh, uh, we, we have switched the time for morning prayer or matins. That now begins at 8.30 for uh, your convenience. We're hoping to, to make this accessible to more people. On Wednesday night, we will, we will have our, uh, the Boy Scouts of America will have a PAC meeting here, and I think uh, the rest of it's self-explanatory. We do have some good things coming up, though. Uh, our wine tasting and silent auction, uh, tickets are now on sale for that. You may purchase them from uh, the vestry people or 
through the office or on off the parish website. Also, uh, not tomorrow, but next Monday, the ECW will have their fall kickoff. That is that's, uh, Monday, September the 30th uh, at 12 p.m. We'll, we'll have a mailer coming out for that. So please, uh, please do uh, invite all your friends and let people know that that is going on. Four-year group kickoff uh, is Sunday evening, September 29th at uh, Randy Jackson's home. There's not too late to sign up for that. You may do so on the board in the sacristy hallway or uh, through our email and website. I think that's all that's really uh, pressing, pressing. But I do want to also call your attention. On October the 2nd, we will celebrate uh, St. Michael's uh, Day, St. Michael and All Angels, with a a Wednesday night Eucharist. And then afterwards, we're switching themes from a catered dinner to a parish potluck dinner. So uh, if you will look uh, either on the email or in this bulletin, if depending on what your last name begins with, there's suggested things to bring. So uh, please do make note of that. And again, everyone, well, ascribe to the Lord the honor to his name, bring offerings and come into his courts.
All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Today we offer special intentions that we may walk more fully and completely in the ways of the Lord and be shrewd and cunning disciples. May we forego the things of this world for eternal things. We offer special intentions this day for Christian communities throughout this world who are suffering persecution, remembering especially Syria and Egypt, Nigeria and the Sudan and throughout other places. And we hold before you, Heavenly Father, the children of this world, remembering especially the unloved and the unwanted, the neglected and the abused. May we be lights of Christ in a dark and broken world. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. We acclaim you, Holy Lord, glorious in power. Your mighty works reveal your wisdom and love. You formed us in your own image, giving the whole world into our care, so that in obedience to you, our Creator, we might rule and serve all your creatures. When our disobedience took us far from you, you did not abandon us to the power of death. In your mercy, you came to our help, so that in seeking you, we might find you. Again and again, you called us into covenant with you, 
and through the prophets you taught us to hope for salvation. Father, you love the world so much that in the fullness of time you sent your only Son to be our Savior, incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He lived as one of us yet without sin. To the poor he proclaimed the good news of salvation, to prisoners freedom, to the sorrowful joy. To fulfill your purpose he gave himself up to death, and rising from the grave destroyed death and made the whole creation new. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose for us, he sent the Holy Spirit, his own first gift for those who believe, to complete his work in the world and to bring to fulfillment the sanctification of all. When the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, his heavenly Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. At supper with them he took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Father, we now celebrate this memorial of our redemption, recalling Christ's death and his descent among the dead, proclaiming his resurrection and ascension to your right hand, awaiting his coming in glory, and offering to you from the gifts you have given us this bread and this cup. We praise you and we bless you. We praise you, we bless you, we give thanks to you, and we pray to you, Lord our God. Lord, we pray that in your goodness and mercy, your Holy Spirit may descend upon us, and upon these gifts, sanctifying them and showing them to be holy gifts for your holy people, the bread of life and the cup of salvation, the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that all who share this bread and cup may become one body and one spirit, a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your name. Remember, Lord, your one holy Catholic and apostolic church, redeemed by the blood of your Christ. Reveal its unity, guard its faith, and preserve it in peace. Remember all who have died in the peace of Christ, and those whose faith is known to you alone, bring them into the place of eternal joy and light. And grant that we may find our inheritance with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, with patriarchs, prophets, apostles, and martyrs, with St. Matthew the Apostle, St. John our patron, and all the saints who have found favor with you in ages past. We praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Christ and with
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. May God, who founded his church upon the apostles, bless you through the prayers of St. Matthew. May God inspire you to follow the example of the apostles and give witness to the truth before all people. The teaching of the apostles has strengthened your faith. May their prayers lead you to your true and eternal home. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you this day and remain with you always.